Hello and welcome to At The Pass. I'm your host Adam Vetterell, and this is a show about the Ottawa restaurant scene for the Ottawa restaurant scene. I hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to At The Pass. I'm your host Adam and today I'm excited to introduce Chef T. I first met him at the Breaking Bread and Breaking Stigma fundraiser for the Hopewell Eating Disorder Support Centre. At this event, Chef T became Ottawa's sandwich sovereign, which was kind of intimidating for me. So the idea of this fundraiser was a bunch of chefs got together in the beautifully renovated uh, Hopewell Event Centre, and we were raising awareness for eating disorders and also raising money for a charity associated with that. And the chefs were supposed to make a sandwich uh, to impress the judges. And I quickly realized I was in over my head when... uh, I walked in and Torta Boys were to my right making like their delicious food and Chef T was across from me and your food actually smelled so good that nobody could smell anything else in the room Uh, and that was a pretty early indicator that you were going to win that competition. And so since then, I've been following you on Instagram and drooling over your food, so I decided I'd have you on the podcast. Um, So uh, first of all, hello and thanks for joining us. Hi, hello. Thank you for the opportunity and uh, yeah, so uh, I'm Chef T. But a uh, few people knows me as Thierry, yeah, and uh, yeah. So it's uh, it's it's good to be here. You know, like uh, I'm really, really, really thankful for this, and uh, maybe a few people will get to know me like uh, a little bit more. And I hope so. My story, yeah. Um, so uh, if you're not familiar with the podcast, the way I always start things is by asking you how you became a chef, why you decided to become a chef, and uh, your story. Especially, this is an Ottawa-focused podcast, so we'd like to hear your story, your journey through kitchens in Ottawa, and sort of how you came up to where you are today. So if uh, if you don't mind, you got to play by the rules. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so becoming a chef, first of all, my uh, dream wasn't to become a chef. I always wanted to own a restaurant. So... I used to be like, yeah, whatever I do in my life, like becoming, I don't know, an engineer, a lawyer, whatever it is, I, I have to own a restaurant. And uh, I started learning how to cook. I was really young. I used to make my dad breakfast when they got uh, separated with my mom. So nobody else could have him breakfast. It used to be me. So I started with that. So I know all kind of uh, ways to make eggs and all that. So like, yeah, it started from there. And then... Uh, when I got kicked out of my dad's house, and that's when now I had to start, like, you know, kind of, like, cooking for myself, you know, like, all kind of meals and all that. Then having friends over, you know, like, at, all the time, this would be just like, hey, did you cook? Can you cook something? So I started loving cooking, but I was also in school, and at the same time, like, you know. But uh, becoming a chef was more of uh, when I started working at Fat Tuesdays in 2010. Yeah, on uh, York Street, when they used to be on York Street. So I started as a dishwasher, then prep, and then one time they decided to put me on a line cook and stuff. So that's when I learned how to cook a few things and uh, they teach me a lot of things there. And yeah, since then I loved it. And uh, I stopped being uh, a cook I was just like uh, keep up with uh, my uh, job, which uh, I used to be an installer at uh, Advanced Business Interiors. Then uh, I was so busy, never had the chance to like continue going to working at any restaurant and all that. So I started just like making barbecues at my place. 
like inviting friends every weekend and all that friend will come over, friend will come with food and we make food and I keep cooking, cooking and all that for years. So that's why I ended up becoming a kind of like a pro when it comes to barbecue and uh, smoking meat and all that stuff. So as me calling myself Chef T was kind of like a joke. So everyone used to call me T. And one time we were watching a documentary. I don't know if you guys know Abuju Banton. He's a, he's a singer. He's a Jamaican singer. Yeah. So he was in jail in the state for a long time. And it was his uh, release weekend. So he was in Jamaica. When he went to Jamaica, and uh, DJ Khaled was in Jamaica. So we were watching the documentary of DJ Khaled. So he was presenting the foods, everything. You know, it's just like, oh, yeah fish thing you know how the jamaicans talk and stuff yeah we have some uh, jerk chicken thing over here so like the <laughs> thing got me like oh, okay and then uh, as a joke i was just like yo guys what do you think of chef t thing then everyone <laughs> was like oh yeah t thing yeah t thing sounds good so i opened i had so many pictures on my phone of all the food that i used to make but never got a chance to post them so i opened an instagram account and i called myself chef t thing so yeah just started posting foods and all that food all the time. And then the fact I used to invite people, friends and all that. Then uh, there was one friend of mine. I don't know if you know him, Bernard. Uh, he works, uh, he's a GM at Atelier. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. So the guy's like, yo, you need to start putting a little bit of value on what you do. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what do you mean? Then the guy's like, yeah, you know, you can start selling your food, you know. Maybe start doing like a catering or something or weekends, stuff like that. And you go deliver the food, you know, like for small little parties, gathering parties and stuff like that. You should do it, you know. Then I was like, oh, okay, but uh, I'm more of a person who's very uh, private. So, and uh, very simple. I live a simple life. I don't like to be flashy. People to get to like, uh, oh, when they see me somewhere, like, hey, like, Chef T or T, whatever. So I get a little bit shy and stuff like that. So he started insisting, like, yeah, you need to. You need to. And he started himself. Every time he come eat at my place and ready to eat, he will give me, like, $50, $100. Just like, yeah, dude, man, you're putting your time into this. You love what you're doing and keep up. So, yeah. And one weekend, I decided to do it. So I did it, and... I posted something on Wednesday and I told people like, yeah, this Saturday I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. And if you want something, call me in advance and let me know what you want and I'll make it. And it ended up happening and it was really crazy, super busy. And I got in the mood and uh, yeah, that's how I started. I started doing that. So I started doing uh, Saturday and Sundays. Like, uh, yeah, people place their orders during the week what I want and I put up a menu and uh, Bernard helped me a lot with all those things like uh, yeah promoting my stuff and uh, yeah since then I became super busy and then the pandemic and in the pandemic was even crazy like people wanted even food during the week like uh, hey can you uh, make us something this week and uh, whatever on Wednesday or uh, like I was free so I wasn't going to work so I started doing that and uh when uh, things started a little bit uh, to catch up, restaurants started to open. And Bernard hooked me up with uh, different restaurants and whatever. I started doing stuff meal for 
some restaurant, and uh, that's why I end up knowing a few chefs, uh, like uh, Chef Mitch from uh, Gitans, like a uh, chef at Allo's, like uh, different chefs at different places. So them too, they started like telling people there's this guy who does this, like a small little party. They hooked me up with that and stuff. Like, so I carried the food, and I end up loving it. So then I started now thinking about even like opening a little spot for like pickup and deliveries and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then I didn't just want to stay in the barbecue business. So I decided to start applying for jobs at different restaurants where I can just like even work part-time for a few hours just so I can get to learn also different dish, you know, like, uh, like uh, different ingredients and stuff like that. There's some ingredients that I'm still learning today. Like, like yesterday, I learned something else. You know, I keep learning different things. So I decided, I was like, yeah, I don't have time to go back to school. Mm-hmm. I have a daughter. I have a mortgage to pay. I have different things to do and all that. So I'm like, no, I don't have time to go to school. But I think, you know what, it's, it's good if I go back to zero and start to learn from different restaurants. Whatever they need me for help, I will show up. And uh, it doesn't matter. Even uh, I redeem myself to a point where I do sometimes even dishwashing. But the fact that I'm in the kitchen, the vibe in the kitchen makes me super happy. Mm-hmm. I love the kitchen. Like, so even when I'm doing the dishes or whatever, I always just keep my eyes on what they're doing and how it's busy and how they get stressed over something. When somebody, somebody makes a mistake, how the chef responds to all those things. I'm learning that. And I correct also myself. I correct whatever I see that was wrong. I guess we're okay. So next time I know, I should not do that. And all that stuff. So I keep learning just like that. A few chefs give me opportunities to work in their kitchens. And a few owners that I know, they allowed me to work in their kitchens and stuff like that. So I really like it. And uh, I'm still learning and still learning. So hopefully by next year, definitely I'd do when I have a spot just for like at least deliveries and pick up and go from there. You know? Yeah, I think that would be a really good addition to the Ottawa food scene because yeah. food tastes incredible. And um, I kind of want to talk about that now. The I, There's like an Afro-Caribbean um, vibe going on to your food, but is there somewhere in particular you get your inspiration? Is there like a family member or, or certain chefs or, or do you just sort of grab whatever catches your eye how do you how do you come up with the dishes you're going to make because you have a pretty wide variety of food that you cook okay the thing is african food i'll start with that african food for me it's like street food pretty much in africa like what's special where i'm coming from in congo and uh street food it's very popular you know like uh, old bar foods. We do bar food and then there's a barbecue outside. Somebody's like uh, roasting a goat, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, or chickens and all that stuff. You know, those things go well with alcohol and whatever. And the vibe, you know, friends, like it tastes so good. So I end up starting with that, that kind of food. Then another idea came up to what, try to not exactly what they do, but also kind of modify the, cooking the way they cook and I want to do it like my way mm-hmm. so few recipes that I created myself like are changing just by trying all the time and to the point where I got satisfied with whatever I'm making yeah 
So for African food, also my mother, my mother makes some amazing food, like amazing African foods. Like it could be from vegetables to meat, whatever it is, fish, especially tilapia. So that's like her favorite fish. Mm-hmm. So I learned tilapia from my mother, how she makes tilapia and all that. Like, yeah. And also when it comes to Caribbean food, it's more of like when I moved to Canada. Okay. So I started like, I was looking for African food. There's not so many African places like where they make food. So I was just like, keep on falling on Caribbean food, you know. So I end up loving their food as well, you know, spicy and all that. Like I love a lot of spice. Like I eat spicy food, super spicy. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, yeah, so that's where it started coming from there. But just by going and buying their food and trying the food, sometimes I like it, sometimes I didn't like. What I didn't like, I always correct myself. I would do it at home and be like, oh, yes, this is how I like it. Okay. And yeah. I got the Caribbean style from here, Caribbeans, and then American food, which are called Canadian foods, it's kind of like close to American food, especially when it comes to barbecue and stuff like that. So barbecue sauce, I'm not a fan of sweet stuff. So when I used to try any barbecue sauce here, like anything made with barbecue sauce, so I'll try and just like, man, this is too sweet. Yeah. But you got to respect the tradition. That's how they make it. So I started making my own barbecue sauce, which I kind of like had my own ingredients and make it spicy. So it's just like come up with something and turns out super good. Like my barbecue sauce, it's amazing. Every time I make ribs with barbecue sauce and people just like love it. It could be like sweet beans. It could be like pulled pork, like anything. It's just like so good. I'm sold. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in. Um, I notice a lot of your food has, uh, like a lot of your menus, they always have vegetarian options. It's for a barbecue guy. There's a lot of vegetable forward stuff. Is that something that comes from like the food you traditionally would eat? Or is that something you've added for the Ottawa market? No, it's more for the Ottawa market because actually Ottawa, not even just Ottawa, Canada is one country that I came to realize that a lot of people trying to change their way of eating. They love meat, they love whatever, but they choose to become vegetarians, vegans, and all that. Mm -hmm. So when I'm like, okay, I can't just be selling meat and whatever, plantain or whatever, so I need to add up some vegetables. I need greens to this, like any vegetables, you know, like so. Yeah, I always have uh, vegetarian options, you know, which could be like, since they don't like meat, I would come up with uh, some uh, mushrooms or uh, tofu, you know. Yeah, it's a smoked tofu dish. Yes, I do like a smoked tofu. And uh, a lot of people, when they try it, they ask me, what is this? Then I'm like, that's tofu. (laughs) What? No, this is not tofu. You're lying. I'm like, it is tofu. No, this is meat. I'm like, it's not meat. It's tofu. (laughs) So, yeah, come up with a smoked tofu. And a few things that I do with uh, plantain just uh, to kind of like create something really uh, tasteful, you know, like just like for vegetarians. I want to be there for everyone, not just like people that love meat and all that. Like, yeah. You've got a goal to open a restaurant in the future. Describe for me what your ideal restaurant would look like, what, what it would feel like. 
Uh, obviously, money is an object, but if mm-hmm. if you just had the cash in your hands, what would it look like? I want to have like days where it's different style of food. I can have like okay, so it's a Tuesday. I'm gonna have like okay, this Tuesday will be like African style, just like African food. This on Tuesday, and then on Wednesday it could be like Caribbean food, or like and then uh, Canadian food, or. Italian food. I just want to be like, kind of like have everything. But, and then on the weekends, that's also another thing because it could be super busy. You can have a lot of dish on the weekends. You can get stuck, you know, like, especially if you don't have a big kitchen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for me, it's like, yeah, I want to do what? A restaurant that has especially pairing with drinks. That's my main thing. Like I want to be able to have a restaurant that's not just an, African restaurant, people to be like, oh, yeah, because it's owned by an African, it's just African food. Mm-hmm. No, I want to have different kind of dishes, you know, like well, like my restaurant. And But the main thing, it's more of like a smokehouse, steakhouse pretty much, like, but with everything that I know uh, to make, I want to have uh, a multicultural restaurant pretty much, like, yeah. And when you say drinks, are you talking cocktails? Are you talking wine or all of the above? Beers? Beers could be beers. It could be cocktail, especially wines. The wines, it's more of like I hang out a lot with uh, Bernard. Yeah. I used to be just a kind of guy like, yeah, bring me a red wine. I would drink it. I mm-hmm. don't care. I would taste or whatever. It's red wine. Yeah. But hanging out with uh, Bernard, I came to become a little bit picky when it comes to wine because I learned the guy ended up teaching me a lot of things when it comes to wine. So I became a little bit picky. So like for me, it's like, yeah, I want to pair everything that I eat with wine, a different wine. Or it could be a beer or wine and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cocktail, I'm not a big fan of cocktails, but uh, people love cocktails. So yeah. I have to definitely come up with something, if either it's cocktail or wine, just to kind of like pair everything. Yeah. And the idea of a restaurant that I could go to with like delicious barbecue and a good wine list is probably like the best concept of a restaurant I think I've ever heard. Yeah. Uh, I think it would be very, very successful. So until that happens and God willing, hopefully soon, but um, until that happens, um, explain to people how to get in touch with you. How, if, if they want chef T to make them something delicious because they've been scrolling your Instagram account and their mouth is watering, how do they get in touch with you? How does it work? Okay, so to get in touch with me, it's uh, mostly it's like Instagram or uh, Facebook. So I don't put up the menu on my Instagram mm-hmm. because when I used to have a menu, it used to be kind of like a, when people was able to order food any day. To call me and be like, hey, uh, can I have a full chicken and a rack of ribs or something and some plantain or some rice? That was kind of became too busy for me because of uh, deliveries, first of all. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't want to come pick up their food. Yeah. They want you to deliver the food. And the time as well. So it started to become a little bit difficult having so many orders from people like it's just like for somebody will call and say, I want a chicken, just a full chicken. Yeah. So you're going to drive across town to deliver a chicken. See, that's, uh, <laughs> that's a little, it became a little bit of a challenge for me. 
So that's why I stopped that. Then I just decided to do catering, which is good. It's like, okay, I can make a big amount of food for just like 20 people, 30 people, 50 people that I know. It's like, yeah, it's, it's like less work for me, less stress for me, and easy. It's just, it makes my life easier to mm-hmm. do caring. But I do want to get back because I love my people. I love every customer that used to buy food from me. And I felt like I, I let them down at some point by just doing caring. Because, hey, what about people that are just two people in the house and they want to eat Chef T's food? You're going to fill up their fridge with, like, I don't know, five chickens, seven ribs or no. Like I want to go back to the point where I can still take orders from anyone. And even if I have a carrying, uh, a carrying event to do and me being able to do that and also serve the people that want just like a food for a single person. Yes. I want to be able to do that again. Yeah. So for them to reach me, it's more of like by phone number, and uh, Instagram, Facebook, or my email address. Like, yeah, so that's the easiest way to reach me. Yeah. Awesome. And then you just show up and uh, do the catering. Yeah. That's, uh, that sounds good. Yeah. And uh, sometimes I did a few uh, private chefing and stuff. Like, uh, yeah, private chef experience, a few places. It's amazing, but it's, it's a challenge when you show up and uh, the way the kitchen is, it's not what you expected. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So that become a challenge now. So it's like, oh, you don't have this, you don't have this. So I get a little bit stressed, but I always manage to do something good for people. And uh, yeah. Yeah, it's hard when so much of cooking is like getting used to the space, getting used to this burner is hotter than this burner. There's like a thousand little things. And so if you're switching kitchens always, you you spend like half your time just like, well, where do they keep the whisks in here? I can't find a spatula. Exactly. Like all of these things. So I can only imagine how stressful it is. Yeah, it is Um, stressful. Like, uh, yeah. But um, do you pay attention to a lot of like other chefs, not just in Ottawa, but just online? Are you the kind of like, are you, are you like into food culture or do you, do you spend more time just sort of worrying about your own thing and, and like, do you get inspiration from, from other chefs, even maybe who aren't uh, making the kind of food that you make? Oh, yes. I follow a lot of chefs, like, from all around the world and stuff, like, you know. And also on Netflix, I watch a lot of uh, cooking shows, like, uh, even on TV, like uh, Canada Top Chefs, all that kind of stuff. I love that. So I get a lot of inspiration, especially also I learn. I get to learn and correct my mistakes when I do something. And, um, yeah, I follow a lot of chefs and, uh, I get also like, I get inspired by what they do mm-hmm. and I get to learn from there too. Like, uh, yeah. So it's not just about my pride and be like, no, it's just about me. I will make what I want to make and whatever, all I, only what I know. No, I just, I get to learn everywhere. So for me, it's everywhere. Like, yeah, I don't really see anything small when it comes to being in the uh, cooking business in the food business and stuff. So like anything, anything from anybody I take and I welcome all ideas, um, like, uh, advices and stuff like that. I welcome them all the time. I never like, uh, just like trying to throw away, like, uh, anybody who comes with an idea me to be like, okay, yeah, no, I always listen. And what is important to me, I take it. Like, yeah. 
I love that. And I love that. The reason why I love cooking and the reason why I love being a chef is because it's such an unconventional career. Like if you wanted to, you were saying earlier, like, oh, if I became an engineer, if I did this, I would, I would always still want to own a restaurant. And, I, and all of those other careers, there's like a path you have to follow. And it's kind of like one path. You just have to put your head down, go to this school, do this, do this. Whereas being a chef, you can sort of, you can do it however you want. You can, and really all that matters, all the people care about is, is the food good. It doesn't, so you could follow the traditional path. You could spend a lot of money on a Cordon Bleu education and stage at all the best restaurants in the world if you can afford it. Or you can just do what you did and start cooking yourself and asking questions and making it better. And either way, those two people on those two different paths could end up at the same place, owning their own restaurant and cooking food for people. And that, it makes me really happy when I, when I hear different stories and different roots, that's kind of what this podcast is all about is finding out people's different roots to how they got to making food for people. Oh yeah, for sure, man. Thank you for having me, man. When you reached out to me and told me about it, I was like, Oh yeah, for sure. I definitely want to do that. And awesome. I love it. Like, uh, especially like this is a chance for me to talk and uh, explain a little bit about what I do and uh, where I came from and all that stuff. Like, yeah. So my mother is from Rwanda know and my father is from congo but my mother grew up in congo pretty much mm. and sometimes you, you'll be like oh yeah today i'm gonna make this uh, uh random beans you know like how we make beans in rwanda you know like and stuff so, okay yeah yeah i love fried beans you know uh. she makes them super spicy They're like it's fried and uh, it's so good to eat with rice just rice you don't even need any meat around it it's so amazing like yeah i do love that and when i came here i end up seeing like jamaicans they also do kind of like a rice and beans together like yes. which they call rice and peas pretty much like it's it's also good it's close to that but as we don't mix it with rice together so it's like rice and put the beans on top and just that and cook with uh, palm oil so she fried it with palm oil it's so good like that's one uh random dish that i don't even ever want to be like okay i want to sell this because that's like so precious for me uh. it's like yeah like when i make that it's always I, i'll call my mom because she's not here anymore she lives in uh congo she goes sometimes to rwanda and all that so i always just like Hey man, you know, you know, guess what I made today? She's like, "What did you make?" No, I made uh, your beans and stuff. She's like, "What? No, let me see." So I'll send her like a picture. Oh yeah, that looks good and all that, you know. Like so, that's like for me, it's very special. When I make that, it's like I have a special moment. Like it's like it's like I have my mom beside me when I'm eating that. Like uh. yeah, it's amazing. So uh, and also. A lot of inspiration came to me when I lived in uh, South Africa, in Johannesburg. I lived by myself. So it was really amazing. I used to know the uh, Congolese ambassador in uh, South Africa because his uh, son-in-law is a best friend of mine. So I used to make food for my friends, he would come and eat and then sometimes he would take it home. Mm-hmm. So his sister is like, who made this food? And I was like, oh no, my friend Thierry, he makes food, he's a good cook, he cooks like amazing food. So they gave me an opportunity to start making food for them. So I used to cook food for them, like food for like a week. Wow. Yeah. 
So I'll make a lot of African foods, like it could be Congolese food, whatever. So like I started making that for them, and uh, that helped me pay off a few bills, you know, like, yeah. So mm-hmm. they never cooked anymore. I was the guy who used to cook for them. And even if they have an event, they have a party at the house or whatever, they have friends, like a few diplomats coming to the house. They were like, oh, yeah, we have this uh, kid, you know, like he's a good cook and all that. So this is what we're going to have today. We're going to have his food and he's going to come and make some food. And when I show up, a lot of people, oh, really, you're a good cook or stuff. Like then I end up getting a few connections with uh, other ambassadors and stuff that I was making food for. So... That was a good opportunity for me. I didn't think that I'm going to get to also do it here in Canada and stuff, you know, like, yeah, I cook for a few ambassadors, like, like an ambassador from uh, uh, Uganda and all that mm. stuff, like Ugandan community, like it could be like a Senegalese community and all that stuff, like, yeah. So I end up getting my route back to start, like... Yeah, I think... At this point, I have to ask you, because now I know that you've lived in South Africa, which I didn't know. So what what was your route to get to Canada and your family's route? So your mom's from Rwanda, and then she moved to the Congo. Yeah. And and so is that where your father's from? Yeah, my father's from Congo. Okay. When they separated, mm-hmm. my mom moved to South Africa. Okay. Yeah. And then I ended up joining her in South Africa. Then she ended up coming here with my younger sister, then also joined them here and all that. Like, yeah. So that's how I end up here in Canada. All right. There isn't any other secret stops on the way. No, not kind of like secret stops on the way. No, it's just like, uh, yeah, by the book, pretty much. Like, that's how they get here. And that's how they got me here, too. Like, yeah. Awesome. It just like all of a sudden out of the blue, you're like cooking for uh, the ambassador in South Africa. I was like, I hope I didn't miss anything else here. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, of course. And here, the South African ambassador... The old one, not the new uh, person here, like uh, three years ago or something. Yeah, so the daughter was a good friend of mine. So we're so close, like very good friends. And uh, I used to go at their house sometimes. And uh, one time I met the dad, just mm-hmm. like that. And uh, I introduced myself. And she says, oh, yeah, he lived in Johannesburg and whatever. They goes, oh, really? We're in Johannesburg, exactly. I told him where I used to live. And they goes, oh, that's very nice. So what do you do here? I'm like, no, I came here. The plan was to go to school, but uh, things went a little bit soft. I I wanted to be independent. So I've been independent almost since I was like, I don't know, 15. I never depended on nobody. So when I came here, my mom tried to put me in school and all that. So I took a little bit of English at Carlton. Mm. But I couldn't work right because i was uh on a student visa and all that so i couldn't work anywhere and i was just like i can't live with hundred dollars a month my mom used to give me hundred like, that's all you need for like pocket money what else do you need mm. <laughs> so i'm like no i need i need, I need to work you know like yeah, I need yeah. a job and this is too much for me living with my mom and then i'm on a budget on a budget and stuff like that you know like no i can't so i decided to stop school and I applied for a working visa. Then once you apply for a working visa, they take away your student visa, right? Yeah. So I ended up getting a working visa, and without even a job, I decided to move out of my mom's house. I don't even know where I'm going. <laughs> so I didn't know where I was going. I just moved out. 
I had a few friends and then staying with friends, then it wasn't that good anymore. So I stayed in the shelter for a bit. Yeah. Uh, stayed in the shelter for a bit. And then from there, I ended up getting some help, get a job. And that's how I got a job through uh, a friend of mine, Nick Deschamps. He's also a good cook and stuff like, yeah. So Nick Deschamps ended up helping me and got me at the job at Fat Tuesdays okay. as a dishwasher. He's like, yeah, they need people that just go and walk in, say you're looking for a job as yeah. a dishwasher. So I went there that time. Uh, the chef, the head chef was uh, Mike Foley. So the guy walked in. I was like, I'm looking for Mike Foley. <laughs> and the guy's like, yeah, this is me. Then I was like, I'm here to be a dishwasher. I'm looking for a dishwasher job. Then he's like, okay. Like, uh, <laughs> I was like, yeah, Nick Tashom sent me here. He said, they're looking for a dishwasher. Go ahead. So I just went and I told him, yeah, dishwasher job. Like, he never seen something like that. It's always like, oh, no, I'm looking for a job in the kitchen. And then you're a rookie. They will be like, okay, you're going to start by here. Yeah, yeah. But for me, it was just like, yeah, I'm coming to do the dishes. And he's like, are you ready to start tomorrow? I'm like, yeah, for sure. And I was so stupid. I didn't know what Sampati is. <laughs> oh my you worked God. St. Patty's Day in the market? In the market, St. <laughs> Patty's Day, and I was doing dishes. I swear to God, I was like, no way. Yeah. This is too much. And I was by myself. I stayed till like 4 a.m. to the point where the guy who was closing, the manager and stuff, is like, uh, dude, you know what? Just leave it, come finish it tomorrow. Go home. I was like, okay. And I went home the following day. I was like, I'm not going. I, no, I can't do this job. Yeah. So I thought this is how busy it is every day. <laughs> and then when Mike called me, he's like, hey, are you coming in today? I was like, no, man, I can't do the dishes like that, man. That was too much. And I'm being just honest with you. I yeah. can't. I would just look for another job. Then the guy's like, no, 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 no. That was a special day. It's a same parties, you know, it's a party. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, it's not like that. Just come in and I'll show you a few tricks, you know, like with the dish bit and all that stuff. I'm like, okay. So I showed up. Then that night wasn't busy. So it was really cool, smooth and everything. Then yeah. I ended up loving it. So it was amazing. And then, uh, yeah, I was I was one happy guy doing the dishes. <laughs> my music on, like, you know, like just like doing the dishes and then... They end up switching one time. They're like, oh, yeah, you're going to be walking downstairs. You're going to try to help with uh, the prep. little prep. Yeah. So they end up teaching me how to use a knife properly and all that to avoid to cut myself and all these things. Like, yeah, so I started prepping. And then summertime, they're like, okay, this is a time like it's super busy. We hire a lot of people. So we hire some people to do prep. You're going to move upstairs. You'll be now on the line and with all the cooks. I'm like, oh, cool. So they end up teaching me how to make uh, pasta. That was the first thing and stuff. So all the... And to this day, I still have that menu in my head. The menu from Fat yeah. Tuesday, which is like a, a New Orleans experience, right? So... Yeah. I still, yeah, so all that stuff, it's still in my head. And uh, the manager there, but then uh, Manny, Manny Garcia, I don't know if you know him, the guy was super cool. It was old, but very amazing guy and all that. So I started making cooking and I became good at making the pasta. They started trusting me to leave me alone on the pasta section. And I used to just like nail it, like 
all the time and then closing the kitchen some days on Sunday by myself. Mm-hmm. But also I started hating Sundays because it used to be, I don't know, 50% off on uh, stuff, you know, like uh, market stuff in the market. So it's like a industry night for them. So see, just like around like seven, the kitchen become busy restaurant is packed <laughs> with people and it's just me and the guy who makes salads it's yeah it's just like oh my god so it's <laughs> super busy and then uh, yeah but it was amazing it was a good experience though like uh i will never forget that opportunity that mike foley gave me it was really good that's why i end up also knowing i don't know if you know tom christie good guy too like uh yeah so i end up knowing a lot of people like that used to work at factories that we kept uh good uh uh friendship you know like yeah and now uh, yeah it's, i find like every everybody who ends up being a chef at some point you have to get your foot in the door somewhere you have to and it i always try to encourage people to start in the dish pit who are new to the industry because first of all if you can't handle the busyness in the dish pit then you're never going to be able to handle working a station it's it's because the dish pit it's busy and it, it can be stressful but there's no pressure it's not like everyone's yelling at you if exactly. you put too much salt or whatever so so it's a great place to learn how to manage your time and how to move fast and and deal with it being hot and wet and a little bit uncomfortable and uh but then then from there it's it's great to find a restaurant where like I had the same experience where a restaurant where they let me start as a dishwasher and then I moved my way up uh through all the different stations learn how to cook and it's it's such a valuable, those kind of restaurants are such a valuable part of the Ottawa cooking community. And you look around the re- the city right now and all the best restaurants and, and the chefs and the best cooks in those restaurants, the sous chefs, they all have a story similar to the one you just told. Like, I just found myself in a place. I needed money. A lot of them, it wasn't even I wanted to become a dishwasher. It's I needed money or uh, I just needed a summer job or something like that. Yeah. And then next thing you know, they're obsessed with cooking and it's all they can think about. And it's funny when you said, I still remember the first menu and, and I, I feel the same way. I still remember the, the like early, like 1999 menu at the restaurant that I worked at the, the, where I was the f- first time I was like on the line. And in that restaurant, you could see through the, in the kitchen, there's like a big open window. And I just yeah. remember being so proud that like I was cooking the food and the customers could see me. And it was like a, it's 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 amazing. It is amazing, you know. And uh, first time I did the dishes at uh, Gitans, mm-hmm. and I showed up and showed me, uh, yeah. So uh, this is the the dish bit and all that. And it was just like I was doing my stuff, like uh, my caring. I was like already Chef T. Mm-hmm. We knew me as Chef T. And then one time Bernard texted me. He's like, Yo, they're looking for somebody to do uh, dishes. What during the week? Because I don't do chef tea during the weekend. I yeah. was like, oh, okay. Where? He's like, oh, no, at uh, Gitans and stuff. You should go there and they need help if you if you have for it. So I messaged Nada, the owner. I'm like, hey, I heard you need some help on the dish bit. The guy's like, what? You? <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> you serious? I was like, yeah. Then I was like, uh, so how much you paying? The guy's like, oh, man, if it's you, it's going to be juicy. <laughs> I was like, my man, I'm coming for that juice. Yeah. <laughs> so... When he told everyone in the kitchen that Chef T is coming to help on the dish bit, they, they didn't believe him. They're like, what? Chef T is going to come do the dishes? That's not right. But even some of these uh, cooks texted me. I was like, yo, are you for real coming to do the dishes here? I was like, yeah, man. So why not? Exactly. So I showed up, 
show me the dish pit and I'm like, okay, cool. And I liked it, the fact that people can see me doing the dishes because they have a table, chef table. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, right and the chef table was full and all that, like, you know, like, so I was doing the dishes and I'm just like, and it was just so funny, like, everyone keep passing by me like, oh, chef, can I please have this? Like, whatever. So, like, and I'm just like, what? Uh, oh, okay. Like, calling me chef? Okay, sounds good. Then I'll give whatever they need and whatever. Oh, chef, do you need anything? Like, oh, chef, can I please have a, a pan pickup, please? You know, like, I was like, on my way. You know, like, I'll come, boom, pick up the, uh, the dirty pans and all that, put them there, like, cleaning and all that. Maybe I'll drop something. It's loud. And I feel like, oh, my God. And the chef himself, Mitch, is like, yo, these people sitting there, that's their choice you know it's a chef table yeah yeah whatever happened in the that. kitchen it's okay you know yeah. like, so don't feel embarrassed for dropping something and i'm like okay cool i, I thought <laughs> like maybe i messed up or something i was yeah. too loud it's like no 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 so i had a good time and also the fact that when i'm not busy i was just like kind of like watching them cook you know busy in there you know like how they get stressed and whatever like oh yes when somebody returns something and said oh no it's uh undercooked or it's overcooked or whatever then they're all asking each other do you think this is overcooked and all this is so the fun in the kitchen just coming like oh man i can't wait to have my own kitchen mm-hmm. where i'm in there with my 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 staff you know like having a good time it's like yeah it's so amazing and people that have seen me in the kitchen at my place, cooking or outside on the barbecue and stuff. They, they just enjoy watching me making the foods. It's like I'm somewhere else when I'm cooking. I'm in another world, you know, like it's just like heaven for me. It's yeah. amazing. I can tell it's, it's definitely like, it's very easy to get you to talk about cooking. It seems like, uh, oh, yes. It's, it's like part of your heart you know it like, is like even at uh Akachan where i work now like uh two three days a week it's just amazing especially that it's kind of like a little bit open but i'm too tall you know i'm tall so people can't really see me on that little window <laughs> that they have you know like around the counter the spot but where they have uh, the grill it's like there's windows so people see you on the grill and when it's busy on fridays and stuff I'm on the grill. They put me on the grill and stuff, just like anything that need to be grilled. Like I'm always doing that. So it's, I, I, I get to forget that there are people watching me and it's just like, for me, it's just like, Oh yeah, order this. Oh yeah. Okay. Table, whatever they want this, this. Okay. So right away, we go to the fridge, get the stuff and started making. And it's all just with everyone in the kitchen. I feel like we're like, I don't know, on a boat somewhere. We are not like on earth. I don't know. Like it's just like being in the kitchen. It's amazing for me. And every time when I get home, I'm always like, oh man, I can't just wait to have my own kitchen. It's <laughs> so cool. It's amazing. Yeah. Awesome. I, well, can't wait for you to have your own kitchen too because I want to oh, come yes. eat the food. Thank you so much for giving me some of your time today because I could listen to you talk about food forever. Uh, but, uh, but we'll let you get back to work today. And, um, you just want to plug your Instagram, tell people where they can find you on Instagram, and then uh, and then we'll go our separate ways. Oh, yeah, for sure. Thanks again for having me, Adam. I really appreciate that. And uh, for people to get to find me, it's uh, more easy on Instagram, which is uh, chef underscore T underscore. Really easy. Just like, yeah, you can reach me. And uh, if it's by email, it's uh, chef, chef dot T dot 
bbqdrent at gmail.com. Right, so you definitely need to start following him on Instagram and be prepared to drool. Thank you so much for your time. Have a oh, good no, day. Thank you, man. The pleasure was mine being here. Thank you for listening to At The Pass. Don't forget to hit subscribe and leave a nice review. And feel free to get in touch. My email is adam at northandnavy.com. Thank you.